In the fall each year we all congregate The mouth all gathered at the church of Hillgate The scriptures reading from the book of Monson Our favorite verse, my God, a freshman Drunk and obnoxious, what Georgia faith Ain't nothing finer in the land Now the 3,000 of our best friends It's Saturday and that thing Welcome to the Saturday in Athens podcast. We're a Georgia Bulldogs show by dogs fans for dogs fans. I'm your host, Herschel Gurley, and we are thrilled today to be joined by Amy Robot. Amy is a 1995 graduate of the University of Georgia and the Grady College. Uh, over her distinguished broadcasting career, she's covered major events all over the world, and she is the New York Times bestselling author of Better. Currently, she is the co-host of Good Morning America and 2020. Amy, welcome to the show. We are thrilled to have you. Thank you so much for having me. This is an honor. So I want to start with you. Georgia recently had their commencement. You were the commencement speaker uh, at your alma mater in 2015. What kind of honor was that and what kind of full circle moment was that for you? I have to tell you, that was probably one of the proudest days of my life because I think everyone remembers their graduation day. And for those of us who weren't in a pandemic, we were able, you know, to really experience it in such a big, beautiful way, the culmination of so much hard work. And I remember as I was walking through Sanford Stadium, between the hedges, 20 years later, as the commencement speaker, I actually made sure that I enjoyed it. I think a lot of times we get focused on doing things perfectly and getting things right. And we're nervous and we're trying to get everything just so, but I made myself when I walked onto that field, I wanted to enjoy it and to soak it in and to say, I worked really hard to get here. And hopefully I can inspire some of these kids to work really hard and follow their dreams and, and be where I am right now. So it was a beautiful day. It was one of my favorite days ever. I just, I really enjoyed it and soaked it in. Oh, that's awesome. So shortly after that, in 2017, you were named a Grady Fellow. And uh, in the past, we have had uh, Will Carr on the show, a fellow Grady grad. And Will spoke very eloquently about how Grady had prepared him for his journalistic journey. So I'm interested to hear from you on what your Grady experience was and how that provided a foundation for uh, for your career. I actually owe my entire career to Grady and to David Hazinski, who was in charge of the broadcast journalism program at the time. And I actually, full disclosure here, wanted to be an actress and told my mom that I would just go ahead and get a college degree and to make her happy. And I had always loved performing and I had always loved writing. So I thought journalism just seemed like this great backup. <laughs> and then I got into Grady and I started the journalism program and specifically the broadcast news program my senior year where we were putting on, at the time we called it University News. And yeah. my voice was about two octaves higher and very <laughs> sing-songy. But I went out and did my first story and it impacted me so much. I was so moved at this opportunity. It was about a woman who had overdosed, a young woman on uh, just off campus. And I got the opportunity to speak to her father who was literally moving her things out of her house, you know, wiping away tears. And I said, sir, if you just speak to me, this is gonna be in every dorm 
throughout the University of Georgia tonight. And if it prevents one person from doing drugs, maybe her death won't be in vain. And he said, I'll do it. And so I remember feeling the honor and the responsibility of telling her story and knowing that her story, if I told it well enough, if I told it correctly, could literally do that. It could stop someone from doing drugs that night. And at that moment, I realized the power and the incredible honor uh, it would be to actually be a journalist. And that was the day I decided I'm not doing this acting thing. I mean, it served me well. We all perform here. Even what I do every day requires some level of performance. So I thank all of my theater days for that. But I fell in love with journalism because of Grady. And I fell in love with journalism because of the program that's in place there at the University of Georgia. And Hazinski just pushed us. He pushed us to be better. He pushed us to be truthful. He pushed us to be selfless. He pushed us to, to be the storytellers uh, that make great journalists. And so I literally think about the things he taught me to this day when I go onto the set, when I go into an interview room and I need to talk to somebody and I need to find their truth and I need to find that connection to tell their story in an honest and real way. And I learned all of those skills at the University of Georgia and at Grady College. Yeah, we've had the privilege on our show to chat with a lot of Grady grads and it never ceases to amaze us how impressive they all are in their own way. And, you know, I'm sure each of that has to do with their individual characteristics, obviously, but th the running thread through that is, is Grady as well. So uh, that's really cool. And, and I think you made the right choice. I think things have worked out just fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it did. I, I yeah. it really did feel like a calling in that moment. It truly did. And, and nothing against my, my daughter is a budding actress. So nothing against that line of profession either. Uh, but I think I did make the right choice. So now when you got out of Grady, uh, this is kind of a personal question because you started your career in, in my wife and I's town here in Charleston. Yeah. So I, I was just wanting you to speak on that a little bit and what that experience like and what the Holy City means to you. Yes. WCBD TV2 Action News. Back to you, Russ and Nina. Um, <laughs> that was what I said every single day. Uh, Charleston was amazing. Wow. I became the uh, police reporter. And I spent a lot of time in North Charleston, um, but really got to know the state and really got to know the people and really got outside of that bubble that I had lived in. You know, I think I was raised, um, you know, middle-class America, went to the University of Georgia. And when I got out there and I really got to experience things that I had never seen before. And I got to really witness how some people live and that beautiful state of South Carolina, uh, you know, there, are, there's a lot of poverty. There's a lot of crime. There's a lot of things that I needed to really understand. And that was a place where I really cut my teeth. I learned how the court systems work. I learned how police operated on a local level, on a, from a, from the sheriff's departments to the police departments, to the courthouses, the federal courtrooms, the, the local courtrooms. I learned how cities and states and communities operate and what makes them tick and what makes them break. And I love that city. It will always be near and dear to me. And man, did I sweat a lot in that <laughs> city. I was never in like cool climate controlled studios. I was out in, you know, Greeleyville and Roundo and, you know, um, Manning. And, you know, I was, you, you name a town in South Carolina, I was in there and I was it was a hundred degree heat with a hundred percent humidity. And it was not glamorous at all with a live truck that didn't have air conditioning. And, you know, if you didn't love your job, <laughs> you wouldn't have wanted to stick it out in those conditions. Uh, but I fell in love with it even more. I knew as I was 
working my butt off there in Charleston for $22,000 a year that I was doing what I wanted to do, where I wanted to be doing it. It, it, I loved the little bit of time I had off, you know, in the intercoastal waterway and hanging out in Shem Creek and Sullivan's Island, but I didn't have a lot of downtime, but I tried to enjoy it when I could. So you have had the blessing of getting to travel all over the the world for your job. Uh, Given all of your travels, what makes Athens, Georgia and the University of Georgia so special? Oh, you know, the Athens, Georgia is just such a special place. My brother still lives there. <laughs> he actually moved his entire family. He was up in North Carolina back down to Athens, Georgia, so he could practice medicine real close to Sanford Stadium so he could be cheering on the dogs no matter what. And it just gets in your blood. I think he has a bumper sticker that says, I read, I bleed red and black, but I get it. You know, there's just this real pride of being a part of such a big community. And yet at the same time, it, it, it felt so special and, and and individualized. I didn't feel lost in the crowds of the, of the, of the large campus that it always felt like home. Uh, and I, when I go back, I don't get to go back as much as I'd like. It always feels like home as, as great as it's become. I mean, wow, has it changed? It's so big and beautiful, but it's the people that make it special. And it's, you know, just that, that, that's the combination of sunshine and sunny dispositions and people who are all there to not just work hard, but also to have some fun. Let's be honest. It was a pretty fun school to go to. And I think back to those four years and think, wow, what a perfect combination of having not a lot of responsibility and having the freedom to have a lot of fun. And I, and I, I really, I really blossomed at the University of Georgia in ways that I couldn't have even expected. So it will always, you know, it's, it's that period of time in your life where you, you're figuring out who you are and you're figuring out what you want to do, but you're getting to do it in such a beautiful place with beautiful people who uh, thankfully guided me in the right direction. All right, Amy, we want to finish with you today with what we do with all of our guests. It's something called the SMART 16. It's 16 quick hitting questions in honor of Coach SMART. And they're all based around your Athens experience. Okay. Oh, no. Uh, So the first question is, what's your middle name? Joanne. Is that a family name? My mom's name is Joan. And so she tried to do a little twist. Okay. Love that. All right. Who is your favorite dog of all time? Uh, I mean, I think my brother would kill me if I didn't say Herschel Walker. (laughs) That's a good one. That's a popular choice. All right. What is your favorite game that you've ever attended or watched as a dogs fan? Oh, I mean, oh, I don't know, because like the ones that, oh my gosh, they're all nail biters. I'm trying to think. I mean, anytime we beat Auburn um, and anytime there aren't Hail Mary passes that make me have a cardiac arrest and we (laughs) miss them or the other team gets them. I would just, I'm going to say anytime we beat Auburn and I can't wait until we actually beat Alabama. That's going to be my favorite game. Yeah. Us too. I'm on board with that. I think this then provides this follow-up question perfectly. What is your favorite rivalry that the dogs have? I mean, it's, I I think it's got to be Bama at this point because they have just stolen my joy for too long. And I just, (laughs) I want to reclaim that. Yeah, I, I'm here for you on that. Same, when same I here. Co- when I was in college, I will say it was Florida for sure. Like, I mean, I just was little, mm, 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 I wanted to just fall their arms off. Yeah, well, you were, you were there at a tough time too because they was, were so good. And, and yeah. Florida was great and we weren't. And yeah. you know, 
work with, I've been working with a couple gators over the years and they just won't let me forget it. <laughs> uh, what is your favorite away stadium in the Southeastern conference? Uh, I don't, I, I honestly, I only see games in Sanford stadium. I, I, I haven't gone to another stadium to watch them play. The only other one I did was in Florida and that was in, um, that was in, they did that in, um, back in the Jacksonville. day. Jacksonville. Jacksonville. Yeah. 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 So, no, it wasn't well, a game in Jacksonville. Th- that, that just means you've been to the best one. I mean, it's I, hard to top the best one. Yeah. So. The, was it the, the biggest cocktail party in the South or whatever? I mean, it was, yeah. um, I, 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 that's the only other one I've been to. <laughs> yeah. So what is the loudest home game you've ever attended at Sanford stadium? I mean, the one that really sticks with me, and I'm trying to think what year it was, because I went back and watched. Do you remember that Tennessee game? Speaking of Hail Marys. 2016. We, yes. And we had won. <laughs> we were celebrating. I didn't even see the pass that they made into the end zone at the end, the Hail Mary. And it was just like we were screaming. We were jumping up and down. We were, And then we were crying with joy. And then we started crying, like actually crying. Um, yeah. that, we got so loud. Like we had won. And it was just uh, an amazing ending until it was just the most heartbreaking ending ever. But I think that might have been the loudest game I've been to. All right. You get to choose the headlining act at the Georgia theater. Who do you choose? <laughs> REM, because that harkens back to my, you know, nineties days where, you know, you, he would just pop up and all of a sudden you'd see Michael Stipe or you'd be like, Whoa. So yeah, I'd love to bring back REM B-52s, but I'm going to go with REM. I like that. Okay. Speaking of the cocktail party, what is the cocktail you're mixing for the world's largest outdoor cocktail party? (laughs) My favorite thing to do, this might bring me back to my Georgia roots, are pickleback shots because I love a good whiskey shot followed by pickle juice. And that definitely is my Southern roots. But right now I'm really into Palomas, which sounds a little bougie, but I like a little grapefruit juice and a little tequila and a little club soda. So I like to golf. My wife is a big tequila drinker. So Palomas are up there on the list right now. So that, really? that's, a, that's a fantastic really one. <laughs> okay. You are back in Athens for one meal. What is your favorite place to eat in Athens? Well, it used to be the Mellow Mushroom. Um, and that was like, because I just loved a good pizza and a, and a good beer. Um, and I, I mean, I... Any suggestions? <laughs> oh man! So it the cool part about this is that everybody kind of tells us all their favorite spots, and there have been so many good ones. I will tell you the one that that we go to now that our guests have just raved about is this place called Mama's Boy. Okay, um, it is just slap your mama good. I mean, the breakfast mm. is just out of bounds. Well, so. I mean, it's all changed because we, like, you know, what our go to place was like so is Mellow Mushroom, and then Steve Arenos, and anyone yeah. who was there in the night. Do you remember Steve Arenos? Yeah. We, they, they would have like parties out there too, but you could, you could go order at two o'clock in the morning and they'd send it to your dorm room. And it was the most gooey, amazing, crazy sub hot sub pizza sandwich thingy. I don't know, but I loved Steve Arenos. All right. Do you have any game day superstitions when the dogs are playing like outfits you got to wear or something like that? My brother thinks that if I go to them, we lose. So he actually, and then, and then he was convinced that if my husband just even watched it with me, wherever we were, that we would lose. So he has thrown really unfair superstitions my way that have involved me attending or watching a game, <laughs> but I just happened to be at those ones where you're like, wait, what? Um, so now I, for a while, we really weren't letting my husband watch the games. Um, but then he did watch one that we won. So now we're okay. So I was like, 
I made sure to tell Eric, my brother, I'm like, see, Andrew watched and we still won. So no, I, but I do, I deck myself out in Georgia. Um, and we have a blast. And so now I feel like the curse, if I did contribute in any way to the curse, I feel like it's been broken. Okay. Favorite Sanford stadium pregame tradition, whether it's a uh, lone trumpet dog walk, uh, band spelling Georgia at midfield doing the arch. What's your favorite? I mean, I just, the tailgating over by the tracks. Yep. That is my favorite pregame um, tradition. And it's so, I mean, I, I wish I could do it every time because it's just like the best feeling in the world. And we all deck it out. And I think my husband, who was a soccer player at Dartmouth, had never been to an SEC game. But I was like, oh, you got to do the pregame. You got to do the, yeah. the, the, the tailgating. And he was just like, what is this? I was like, it's amazing. Yeah. So, I mean, that was my favorite. My, I mean, we, and like when I was in college, oh my goodness, like we would, I remember we had to get dates to the games and you'd go out that week to go get like whatever fraternity had the best band that night to go with one of the guys. And then you'd go over to the house beforehand. And it, it was just, it was magical. <laughs> okay. Black jerseys. Yes or no? No. I like red, red or white. Yep. I like that. And the traditionalists will love that as well. So that it's hard to beat that one. Okay. What is the loss? You're still not over. Oh, I mean, there's just no question. It was the, the championship there in Atlanta. I was there on the sidelines with uh, Aga. We were jumping up and down the mascot Aga, and we were ready. I mean, we we're ready to just storm the field and run when we saw that last pass again, Alabama, I, I actually cried. We had a good morning. America was there. We had filmed all of the pre-gaming. We had filmed the whole thing and we were, couldn't wait to bring the most amazing story to show how we celebrated. And when we lost, I cried. <laughs> and then the next morning I had to interview the Alabama football players for the show. How about that? That was heartbreaking. Oh, that's like salt that's in the wound. That's that, tough. Took, that took like everything out of me to just sit there and have to say congratulations and then interview them the next day. Oh, that was not even close. That was the most heartbreaking game ever. Okay. So we may have to change this question because we found out recently that they are actually demolishing the one in Athens, but what is your order at the varsity? <laughs> um, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I mean, it was just like a burger with cheese and fries. And I mean, onion rings, the onion rings um, were amazing. I think that was like my go-to, but I just like a good cheesy burger and some onion rings. Okay. There ought to be a constitutional amendment outlawing noon kickoffs. Yes or no? Yes. Cause there's not enough time to, to pregame. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm all about a night game, all about a night game or at least a late afternoon game. Okay, last question. College football playoff, expand to eight teams or fine with four, how it is? Mm, I think expand. Yeah, we are, we are expansion fans just because Georgia's been like the fifth team three years in a row. So maybe we're a little biased, but we're on board with that too. I think that's just, you know, the more the merrier and then to see where you end up. Okay, Amy, that concludes the Smart 16. You're off the hot seat. Thank you for indulging <laughs> us with that. <laughs> Thank you. I know I don't like being on the hot seat and I actually much prefer asking the questions just so you know, but thank you for being kind. <laughs> well, Amy, thank you for being such a good sport this morning and for telling us a little bit of your Georgia story. And uh, please tell our listeners how they can support you, follow you on social media, all those things. Oh yeah. So I'm at AJ Robach 
on Instagram. That's my big platform there. I mean, Twitter's mean. I mean, you can find me, but I really don't go on there and look because people are just mean. Instagram people are a lot nicer. So that's where I put most of my content, where I like to put everything. And if you, Twitter is at a robot, but just if only if you have nice things to say. <laughs> All right, guys, y'all go make sure and follow Amy and support her in every way possible. And after talking with her today and listening to her today, I don't know how y'all can have anything but positive things to say to her. So, well, thank you again, Amy. And as we always say, go dog sick them. Go dog sick them. Hey, George is better now.